9.24 p.m. Thursday, May 22nd. Let's get this shit started. So as you guys know, today is Biggie Small's birthday. I don't even know how old Biggie would be. Thank you guys for tuning in to the New Wave Podcast. Today's Biggie Small's birthday. So yesterday I said we're going to talk Southern hip-hop. I think today we're going to talk Biggie Small's hip-hop. Because Biggie Small's is East Coast hip-hop, right? So we got to give Biggie Small's a shot. Being as though today's his birthday. So we're going to talk Allen Iverson. One of the greatest in the game. The best to ever do it at that position. Small men. Because there were some big guys at his position also. One of the best little men to ever do it. We're going to talk about Allen Iverson. We're going to run through his career accomplishments, his his time in Philly, Denver, Detroit, Memphis. We're going to talk about all that shit. And we're also going to talk about a little bit of the COVID-19. We're going to talk about a little bit of that. We can't forget that. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Are you tired of it yet? Are you tired of it yet? Is anybody tired of this whole situation yet? Everybody that's going through this whole thing, and I'm talking to people from... Wherever you at, also um, on the podcast, who's ever from another from another country, another region. How is this affecting you? Are you sick and tired of it yet? I think we had enough of it, but we got to be careful. We really got to be careful. We got to be careful. We got to be mindful how we still move. Because we don't know what's going on out there. We don't know what's going on. You know, we know we want to um, go outside. Yeah, we want to do all this stuff. We want to have fun. We want to go to the beach. We want to barbecue Memorial Day with a bunch of people. We want to have as much fun as possible. But in your back of your mind, you have to wonder, is it safe? Is it safe to barbecue, to go party, to go do all that other stuff that you've been doing? Tomorrow, I mean Monday, in New York City, in Philadelphia, in Detroit, wherever, is it safe? How do you feel moving forward? How do you feel moving forward? From this day forward, if they said everybody can be released and go outside and go have fun, how would you feel? Would that that bother you? Would you be scared? If the if the system if the if the people say all right everybody's state is off lockdown not just one at a time will people still be able to go outside with confidence with confidence when you be able to go outside with your head held high like yeah we made it without getting hurt without getting like sick we made it. You know, that's the thing you got to think about. Because um, a lot of people wouldn't even... A lot of people probably would be like, Hey, 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 I ain't going nowhere. I don't care what you said. What you said. I'm not going outside. Staying in. 
it's going to be a lot of people that need therapy after this. It's going to be a, this. Some people, this is very traumatic to people. This is very traumatic. Some people might not come back from this. Some people might might, might not come back for this on some on some real like World War Two and One type shit, Vietnam. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers was dying during Vietnam. Them guys wasn't the same. But they were seeing stuff different with their eyes. Like, physically. We seeing it physically. We seeing it on the news. We seeing it everywhere. We seeing people die. People, well, maybe we want, may, a lot of people, like I said, will not come out of this sanely. This shit is like mental warfare. And they, it's like mental warfare, it's chemical warfare, it's all of that. It's very, 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 very serious and strategic. The way they planting the seed in people. They planting that seed of fear. People are dying. People are dying. Don't get me wrong. People are dying. That's, the, that's war. People die in war. I said we at war a long time ago. People are dying. We got to show some sympathy. We're human. We're human beings. But this is affecting people on a different level, a different platform, a whole nother plateau. It's hurting people. It's straining them. You're starting to really see who's who now. You're starting to really see who's who. Who really been separated from the world and who hasn't. Who's really connected. People are really starting to be exposed in a way that they never thought they'd see. It's a lot of trauma behind this. It's not even funny. It's a lot of trauma behind this. There's a lot of people that are not going to be able to make it. People are going to be trying to get. People are going to be trying to cake off this. They're going to be trying to get motherfucking SSI off this, disability, whatever. They're going to be like, yo, look, dog, like, I can't do it anymore. I can't go back to work. I'm just not focused. They're going to make up shit. And that's where the drugs come in at. That's where the drugs come in at. That's where they get them with the drugs. They're going to get them with the drugs. They're going to get them with the opioids. They're going to get them with the painkillers. All the shit that take care of them and screw them loose, screw them things loose. They're going to get them with that. They're going to get these people, and these people ain't going to know how to handle it. Like, they don't know how to handle this. this they don't know how to handle this, this, this pandemic. They ain't going to know how to handle what's about to happen next. Because it's going to be some shit. You ain't think you would see this. Imagine what you're going to see. People weren't prepared for this. People weren't prepared. People weren't prepared for this pandemic. America wasn't prepared for this pandemic. Regular people weren't prepared for this pandemic. This shit hit everybody like a right hook. Left hook, uppercut, body shot, body shot. That's what this is like. 
That's what this is like. Motherfuckers can't get unemployment. Motherfuckers can't get nothing. Nothing. So you telling me that you motherfuckers is out here with no money and losing y'all mind? And it ain't even hit yet. It ain't even hit hard yet. Let that sink in for just a couple of seconds. It ain't hit yet hard. Cause that cause in China they about to get dealt with something crazy that they wasn't even prepared for. They on emergency lockdown right now. And niggas is outside chilling on the corner, smoking weed, drinking forties. Like this shit ain't gonna catch up to you. This shit right here is something different. Because you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know if it's coming from the air. You don't know if it's coming from the water you drink. You don't know if it's coming from the food you eat. You don't know where it's coming from. You know motherfuckers just getting it. Think about that shit. Motherfuckers just getting it. They getting it and they leaving. No family. No nothing. They leaving this earth. Bye bye. Night night. Drop them down in the casket. That deep. Nobody gonna be prepared for it. Nobody was prepared for it. Nobody was prepared for it. Politicians were prepared for this. You know, political people were prepared for this. We weren't prepared for this. We weren't prepared for this. You know why we weren't prepared for this? Because look at everybody. Do it look like they prepared for this? You know what I'm saying? Look at everybody. Look around you. You don't see motherfuckers looking like they got... They like saying, damn, motherfuckers is dying, dog. You serious? Motherfuckers is dying from some shit I don't know about. Some ghost shit. Some invisible bully shit. This some different strokes type shit. Some gook shit. In the back of the schoolyard type shit. Niggas is dying from that. Niggas is dying from that. That's a fine. That's a problem. That's a problem. We were it, we were not prepared for this. This shit hit us hard. Damn near broke our jaw. That shit flying. You know, we got to be more mindful of how we move forward. Like I said, if the if they were to say this shit was the end today, how would you respond to it? What would be your response? But I know what my response would be. I ain't believing y'all motherfuckers. I'm stacking everything that I can. I'm getting all the fucking food I can as of now. All I do is fill, up, fill it up. Because, you know what I'm saying? When this shit first happened... When this shit first hit, motherfuckers was buying toilet tissue, dog. Like my nigga. Who's buying toilet tissue? They telling you the world about to end probably. Your world about to end. And you buying toilet tissue. My dude. You can't do no shit like that. You can't let these people sidetrack you like that. Toilet paper. Motherfuckers getting sick for real. I'm buying I'm buying everything I need. All the essential shit. All essential shit. 
You know what I mean? You gotta be. You gotta be. You gotta be. You gotta have your shit stacked. You gotta have your shit stacked. You gotta have your shit stacked at all times. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers like this at, at yo, yo look like this. People got people talking about their savings is gone. Now, do you regret not giving that homeless person a quarter when you walk past them? When you walk past that homeless person and that motherfucker stood in front of you and said, you know what he said or she said, do you feel bad now? Because now we the ones not eating. And them motherfuckers was out there on the street. Laying the fuck down and shit. Filth type shit. And we over here bitching about some bullshit. Scared of the motherfucker. But we should be. We should be scared because we don't know where it's coming from. We don't know where it's coming from. I done seen the realest motherfuckers say they don't want no corona, my nigga. And they don't even know what this shit the fuck is. Niggas just rather take a bullet than take the coronavirus. They don't even know what this shit is. Them niggas don't even understand what this shit is. They like, I don't want to die from that shit. I'll die from a bullet. But I ain't dying from the corona, my nigga. How fucking crazy is that? It's a new wave podcast. We here. We getting started. We getting started. Y'all know how it is. Shout out to Apple Music. Be on there. 60% of my listeners, Apple Music. We here. iTunes, they on there. When they would start, when I first started, I told dudes to come on up here and get busy. Nobody got busy. Now it's popping. And nobody even know it. It's popping now. We out here. Happy birthday to Notorious B.I.G. I got Biggie in the background, a DJ Premier mix. So it's a mix. It's a bunch of blends with DJ Premier and um, Biggie Smalls um, presented by DJ Finesse. Some hot shit, it's on YouTube Y'all can check it out Biggie rapping over all that shit So Well We talking about Allen Iverson And I'm glad you brought that up I'm really glad you brought that up Because that's a beautiful segue for me So I don't ever have to do a segue now Because I was talking about Biggie Letting y'all know what I'm going to be doing About Biggie Smalls so I said, why not? I was going to talk about Down South Hip Hop. I said, why not talk about one of the greatest to ever do it on the mic and one of the greatest to ever do it on the court? So we're going to get into Biggie Smalls after we get into the answer, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson don't deserve, don't need a 30 for 30. His life was a 30 for 30 already. Unfilmed. We seen it. We witnessed it. We wanted to do that. He made basketball great again. He made basketball great again. You think about Allen Iverson and his draft class with Steph Marbury and all the other young boys, Ray Allen and Kobe and everybody. 
basketball as the guard position, it really wasn't popping like that. It wasn't here. It wasn't. It wasn't popping like that. So now, when you got guys like Allen Iverson got drafted, he turned the league upside down. He basically shook the change out the people's pockets. He changed the game. He will forever be a legend. Allen Iverson will forever be a legend. And we're not going to talk about the bad stuff about Iverson. We always talk about the good and the positive in people. We don't do we don't promote no negativity shit on this podcast. But we going to but we tell you what's real and what's fake. We don't hold we don't pull no punches. But Allen Iverson will forever be a legend. He will forever be legendary because he did legendary shit. He did legendary shit. So, boom, Allen Iverson gets drafted by Georgetown, out of Georgetown, right? Allen Iverson gets drafted out of Georgetown as a rookie. He came into the league, and he burnt their fucking asses up. He straight up took these motherfuckers on. Allen Iverson came into that league on some shit. Can you imagine? You know how many motherfuckers is like Allen Iverson on your job? You Allen Iverson. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of y'all motherfuckers is Allen Iversons when y'all go to work. Motherfuckers just don't understand y'all. Y'all coming in with a different type of swag and aura. Niggas don't like that shit. They hate that shit. That was Allen Iverson. That was Allen Iverson. Them old motherfuckers didn't like that shit. Them old dudes was like, this young boy don't know how to do that, do what we do. He ain't coming in here with that bullshit. Not tonight he not. So Iverson got on that court and he represented from the for the for the for the dudes from the bottom. The, the right here. He was one of them crabs in the bucket that had Velcro on his claws. And he got out. He hopped out. And when he got drafted, he straightened dudes out. He set trends like a motherfucker. He turned their asses upside down. He bought the sneakers. He bought the clothes. He bought the jewelry. He bought the jackets. He bought everything. The bandanas, the hats, the earrings. Came into the league with one tattoo, the bulldog. Y'all remember the bulldog tat if you are an Allen Iverson fan? Came into the league with, 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 with one tat. We watched this motherfucker turn into a motherfucking superhero right before our eyes. That boy might as well have put a cape on. You know? He put the motherfucking tats all over his body. He got out there and he was like, he said he was a superhero. He got out there and he, he turned the game different. Who had a tattoo before Iverson came into the league? Them dudes didn't have tattoos like Allen Iverson. You know what they had? They had the thought, the thought tattoos. They had the panther on their elbow, a cross on their arm. The motherfuckers had a had a, a black panther on their calf. Be word, definitely a legend, definitely a legend. That motherfucker Iverson came into the league. He got tatted up. He put the motherfucking gear on. He start crossing these dudes. He doing street shit. I want y'all to do something real quick. I want y'all to do this one day. If y'all got 
if y'all if y'all into basketball for real, I want y'all to look at the way these dudes were playing before Iverson came into the league. They were having a back turn to the person, and they was backing them down from the three point line. That's how they had. That was what they called a move back then. You see Magic do it all the time, the high post, and bring you down all the way to the paint. That was the style. Iverson got drafted. He took that shit on head on, moving on them bulls, bringing it to them. He don't, he turned. He, they were so angry at him because they saying he was carrying. He was bringing the ball up so high, but he was bringing the ball up. If you pay attention, he was bringing the ball up shoulder length because his arms never went this high. His arms went this high, but they stretched out, and he would stretch that shit, and he would move and stake and cross you over. Damn right. Clear it out. So that motherfucker right there was a beast. He was a problem. He was a problem. He ain't travel. He ain't never take more than two steps. That motherfucker was too fast to travel. He was dribbling that ball. He had that ball in his hand. And that shit was like a, like a comet. Hell, man. I wanted to do the Allen Iverson crossover. I was doing that shit heavy. I, I mastered that shit. I mastered that shit. I was doing the crossover through my legs, behind my back, in the front. Like, motherfuckers couldn't see that shit. I would bring that shit low. Tell motherfuckers couldn't see it. Next thing you know, they see the back of my shirt. You know? Real shit. Real shit. Allen Iverson's career numbers will go like this. So his career numbers is 26.7 points per game, 3.7 rebounds per game, 6.2 assists per game. He played 12 seasons in the NBA. 97, he was the NBA Rookie All-Star Challenge MVP. He was the 97 Rookie All-Rookie Team. He was the 97 Rookie of the Year. He's a seven-time He's a seven-time minutes leader, so he played the game longer than everybody for seven times, seven seasons. He's a three-time steals leader. He played defense. He's a seven-time All-Star. He's a two-time NBA All-Star MVP, 11-time NBA All-Star, four-time four -time scoring champion. In 2001, he was the MVP. In 2006, he was not. He was elected to the NBA Hall of Fame. That's gangster. That's gangster. Sham God was alright. That that Iverson shit right there. That's career shit. We didn't even get into his 30 point games, his 50 point games, his 40 point games. He had like a billion 20 point games. He was just an elite guard. That's why I compare him to like the Biggie Smalls of basketball. Yeah, we got Shaq. We could easily say Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. No, dog. Allen Iverson. We could easily say Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. We talking about Allen Iverson. We talking about practice. You know what I mean? From that point on, he was just misunderstood. Even to the to the day he was talking about practice. 
You know what I mean? Not the game, practice. You know, it was a misunderstood soundbite. Shame on America for doing that to that man and then praising him. Kicking him when he down and building him back up. You know what I mean? I hate it when Allen Iverson got traded and got sent to where he got sent to Denver. I like the fact that he got a chance to play with an all-star like Carmelo, but it was too late in the game because they shitted on Iverson his whole career. Philly ain't never build nothing around him. They ain't never give him strength. They ain't never give him depth. They ain't never give him nobody that was had that had the power to be elite, to match his game. He never had a big two. He never had a big three. It was just him. You know? It was just him. It was just him. It was just him. He had guys like Matt Geiger. George Lynch, Eric Snow, Dikembe Mutombo, Chris Webber, Kyle Korver. I talked about this last night. They gave that boy the shit of the litter. You supposed to go out there and say, listen, you supposed to, you got Allen Iverson on your team, you supposed to say, who's the next best free agent coming out? I want him here in Philly. Allen, look, what we want you to do is take a pay cut. We know it's we know it's a little out of our reach. We just asking you. We want to win a championship. Can you take a pay cut so we can get this all-star here? Convince him to do it. Don't demand him to do it. Because you know most of these owners, they like supervisors on a job. They demand you to do shit. It's the levels don't change. It's levels to this shit, but the levels of dickhead don't change. Motherfuckers is just assholes. Even he got bullied by corporate America. You don't think that little motherfucker was in there saying, yo, look, coach, man, like, what the fuck? Send me something over here, man. Give me some help. T-Mac free. Bring me T-Mac. No, Alan, we can't do that. You know, they didn't want to negotiate with the man to give him a team. They bought him a shitty team. The Bulls got to the championship by fucking sheer luck. The motherfuckers didn't get to that motherfucking championship versus the Lakers because they were dominant. They weren't dominant. They were lucky. The motherfuckers was lucky. And they had one of the best NBA players in the world on that court. Think about the team that them motherfuckers was on that he had. How the fuck they get there? That was luck. They ain't blow nobody out convincingly. They ain't beat up on nobody. And it showed in the finals. When they met Shaq and Kobe, they got beat the fuck up. So people use that Allen Iverson step over crossover as like that's like a stamp of approval that he was the shit. But yeah, you lost, dog. Tyrone Lue got that ring. He got that hardware. Just a mistake, you know what I mean? Niggas fall every day. Ain't shit. That little motherfucker wasn't tripping. He put that motherfucking ring on his hand. At the end, at the, at the end of the game four, he was like this. You know what I mean? Because he meant that shit. Motherfucker, I won a championship. You didn't. 
Uh-huh. But it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. By any means was it his fault. It was the management. It was management. It was the people that were in charge of that team. They couldn't give him what he needed. They couldn't give him what he needed, what he needed to go to the next level. You know, you lose the championship, your goal is to come back next year stronger. They ain't even come back stronger. They wasn't even flexing on nobody. You know, they came back with problems. Bunch of problems. So that goes to show you, it wasn't him, it was management. They used him as the excuse. Because they didn't want to make headlines. They like, nah, we ain't trying to get in the headlines. We don't want that press. We're going to talk shit about Allen Iverson. And faithfully, he shows up to every game in Philly. I've seen him tons of times. I would have never even showed up. I would have been going to a motherfucking Milwaukee Buck game before I go back there. Y'all motherfuckers ain't helped me win shit. Y'all ain't do nothing but run my name through the dirt. And they use him to sell tickets to this day. He's legendary. Shout out to Allen Iverson, that boy legendary. Which leads me to the Biggie Small shit. I remember the day. Let me mute this real quick. I remember the day Biggie Smalls died. I was talking to my cousin today and we was talking about that shit. So I remember the day Biggie Smalls got shot. I woke up, my dad woke me up. I was on my bunk bed, chilling, I'm asleep. Man, you had to. You had to. You had to. You ain't had no choice. And who else was we gonna look look up to? Or not look up to, look at. You know? But I remember Biggie Smalls, I was asleep. My dad woke me up. He said, yo, did you hear what happened? I said, what happened? He said, Biggie Smalls is dead. And he was like, my pops was kind of hurt. And I ain't even to know he liked rap. But he was like, Biggie Smalls was dead. So this is the impact Biggie had on people's lives, right? You ain't really know old heads like Biggie Smalls, right? Until Biggie Smalls music came on. Because we like Biggie Smalls in a different way. We like Biggie Smalls in a different way than the old heads when we was coming up. The old heads would like Biggie Smalls because he was rapping over them old school beats, Juicy and all that shit. And Puffy was putting that shit down, something crazy. We like Biggie Smalls because he was talking about money, bitches, and weed. So when he died, it affected everybody differently. You know, it affected, it was like, it ain't like affect me like crazy, like, but it was like, damn, Biggie dead? So, I'm going to tell you how I come across Biggie Smalls. And I haven't, I never heard Biggie until this day. I'm coming, I'm on Broadway, I'm coming from the Ally King on Halsey. Um, I'm with my boy, and we walking, 
And on Broadway, it was a fish market. On Broadway and Halsey, it used to be a fish market there. So it was this old guy that always sold mixtapes. Mixtapes. The boy would sell his tapes. And he would sell like all types of shit. So I'm walking and I tell my man, I'm like, we stop. You know, when we kids, we always want to look. We just look like, yo, what you got? What you got? Let me see what you got. You know what I'm saying? We chilling, we looking at his music and we see Biggie Smalls shit. And I'm like, damn, Biggie Smalls? And my man was like, you know, we looking at it like, oh shit, Biggie, like, that should sound like some hot shit. So this, the tapes was was $5, no, I think like $7. So um, I got some, It was I saved my money, I got $7. I bought the Biggie tape. Me and my man rocking to the Biggie tape. And that shit took us to a motherfucking zone that we ain't understand where that shit had us. That motherfucker was talking about some shit that we ain't never heard of. At that point in time, we was like, yo, there's some shit right here. We ain't never heard, we ain't never listened to Biggie. We Rap music wasn't, to us, wasn't like, it wasn't hitting like that on the East Coast. You know, yeah, you had your Wu-Tang Clans. But it ain't sound like us. You know, the Wu-Tang Clan didn't sound like us, but they had a style that we were understood and we respected. We loved it. But Biggie Small sounded like us. He sounded like us. If you from Brooklyn, if you from Brooklyn, that Brooklyn, I'm not talking about this Brooklyn. I'm talking about that Brooklyn. Biggie Small sounded, he was talking for us. He was speaking for us. He was giving people, like, letting them know, like, this what's going on over here. He was representing something crazy. So when he died, it kind of, like, it kind of sat, it kind of sat kind of sour with me. I'm like, damn, Biggie dead? Who gonna rap now? I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, Biggie dead? Who gonna rap now? Daz effects, you know what I'm saying? Who gonna hold it down now, motherfucking um? I don't know who, Grand Pooba. You know what I'm saying? So when Biggie died, I'm like, rap was over. I ain't staying. You know what the fuck they was gonna do? Cause our sound was definitely dead. Our sound to this day, it ain't sounding like that. To this day, it ain't sounding like Biggie. And it will probably never. It probably will. I mean, it was often. It was. It was duplicated through Shine and uh, and Gorilla Black and all them shits and all them dudes. But it ain't the same. Like Biggie. Biggie was talking some some wild shit. I put Hosen NY onto DKNY. Miami DC prefer Versace. All Philly hoes go with Moschino. Every cutie with a booty or a coochie. Now who's the real dookie? Meaning who's really the shit? Them niggas ride dick. Frank White pushed the six. Or the Lexus LS. Four and a half. 
Bulletproof glass tents if I want some ass. Gonna blast, squeeze first, ask questions last. That's how most of these so-called gangsters pass. At last, a nigga rapping bout blunts and bras. Chicks and bras, menage a trois. Sex and expensive cars. And still leave you on the pavement. Condo paid for, no car payments. At my arraignment, note for the plaintiff, your daughter's tied up in a Brooklyn basement. Face it, not guilty. That's how I, how I move, filthy, richer than Richie, till you niggas come and get me. I ain't gonna sit here and go, go, too, go too hard with y'all. But I'm gonna tell you one thing, that motherfucker was a problem. That motherfucker was a goddamn problem. You can't sit here and tell me why he wasn't that dude that he say he was. The king of New York, Frank White. Rest in peace to Biggie Smalls. God damn. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to motherfucking Biggie Smalls. Happy birthday to Biggie motherfucking Smalls. Happy fucking birthday to Biggie motherfucking Smalls, man. We take a drink for Biggie Smalls, and this ain't no copying off of Drink Champs. This quarantine shit. Biggie Smalls. I gave you some shit right there that that motherfucker wrote when he was like 19 years old. That motherfucker wrote that at night. Fucking teen or something like that However old he was 20 something He was a boy He was young Wrote some fucking fire You sit there and talk about Biggie Smalls ain't shit I don't understand He's in your top 5 He's your top 2 He's either 1 or 2 no three, no four, no five. That boy get busy. When that, when that motherfucker Biggie said, I can recite a bar that motherfucker said in all his rhymes. I fuck around and get hardcore. C4 to your door, no beef, no more. Feel the rush, scandalous. The more weed smoke I puff, the more dangerous. I don't give a fuck about you or your weak crew. What you gonna do when Big Papa come for you? He was talking to somebody. He was talking to somebody. He said, I don't give a fuck about you or your weak crew. What you gonna do when Big Papa come for you? I'm not running, nigga. I bust my gun and hold on. I hear somebody coming. You see what I'm saying? It's just different. It's just different. The vibe is different. The music is different. The sound is different. Rest in peace to Biggie Smalls. He don't get acknowledged this way. He don't get acknowledged the right way. He don't get acknowledged the right way. You got to let break down that man bars the proper way. And let people understand why he was the who he said he was. He spoke for us. Jay-Z don't speak for us. He might be the he might be who he say he is now. We might people might call him the king of New York. Yeah, we're not disputing that. But he don't speak for us. 
Niggas ain't driving Maybachs where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they call it growth. They call it development. I don't see no motherfucking phantoms going through Bushwick. Not on Central Avenue. That motherfucker Biggie rapped about. He rapped for us. He represented for us. He spoke for us. That's why I said you are Allen Iverson when you go to work. You're Biggie Smalls when you go to work. You're not Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Like, get that shit out your fucking head. You know, shout out to Jay. No disrespect to Jay. But Jay don't represent our world. He came from our hood and made it to a billion year. He keeps going rubbing that in our face. But Biggie ain't never rubbed nothing in our face. He let us know where he from. You gotta respect that shit, goddamn. As I listen to him right now, I'm just like, God damn, this motherfucker was just too nice. Took the bread and the lamb's bread. Little Gotti got the shoddy to your body. Don't resist or you might miss Christmas. I make number runs. I give him seeds to runs dripping. I spray from far away. D-E-C-K. Remarkable. Peace to Mateo. Like, mm. My cells in the avenue to jail cells. I hope you're listening at the christening. You know, I'm sitting here listening to this shit, and I'm just like, God damn. Shout out to everybody out there that, that, that knows who Biggie Smalls is. The ones that don't, and there's some people that don't. There's some people that got their head in the fucking gutter. Um, you guys missing a treat. It's New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast, man. We ain't gonna talk about too much of Biggie being dead, but we gonna we gonna celebrate his life. Much love. That motherfucker did a goddamn good job. For for the time he was here, he put in a lot of good work. Gotta give him his props. Rest in peace, Biggie Smalls. Happy birthday, Biggie Smalls. Shout out to the whole Brooklyn. Even when you say the name Brooklyn, it just sound intimidating. Brooklyn. You can't say that shit corny. Brooklyn. Try it. You can't say Brooklyn corny. That shit sound like a, a cuss word. That shit sound like some shit you're hired type shit. Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. That's how that shit sound like. That shit sound like intimidating. Where you from? I'm from Brooklyn. Oh shit, that's what they say when you say you're from Brooklyn. When you say you're from Brooklyn, it follows up with a oh shit word. Damn. I never been there before. How is it? Y'all motherfuckers from Brooklyn crazy. Yeah, Biggie made that motherfucker shit. He put that motherfucker in Brooklyn in his mouth. He let that make my name taste like ass when you speak it. That Brooklyn shit. You say Brooklyn, that shit gonna leave a sour. You go anywhere. Where you from? You're Brooklyn. He look like he from Brooklyn. Don't fuck with them Brooklyn niggas. Am I saying something wrong? Am I saying something wrong? Don't fuck with them Brooklyn niggas. That's how it was. That's how it always is. That's how it will ever forever be. You know what I mean? But a lot of Brooklyn motherfuckers live off that Brooklyn reputation. 
they got to prove they self. When they start acting crazy, they got to prove they self. You know what I'm saying? Us motherfuckers from Brooklyn and from that Brooklyn that I'm talking about, we ain't got to prove shit to nobody. Nigga, we walk up in the spot. Them niggas from Brooklyn. Leave them alone. Don't fuck with them. You niggas from Brooklyn walk up in the spot. They act like y'all from Queens or some shit. They treat y'all niggas like Queens niggas. You know what I'm saying? Don't fuck up our name. You know what I mean? You see what Biggie did. Don't fuck up our name. That Brooklyn shit whole way. You say Brooklyn uh, you say Brooklyn in Mexico. Oh, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Amigo, I know somebody from Brooklyn. You know anybody from Corona, Queens? Nah, I don't fuck with Queens. You know some Brooklyn shit. That's how niggas is from Brooklyn. You know some Brooklyn shit. You know some Biggie Small shit today. That's why I put out the grill, Biggie Smalls. Shout out to everybody that's out there representing Biggie Smalls, putting one in the air for him. The New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast, man. Y'all holla at me, man. Y'all be safe. Peace.